recently, Coquitlam Mayor uh, Richard Stewart was quoted as saying uh, the era of building single-family home neighbourhoods is over and there should be greater emphasis placed on multi-family homes. And anybody who has ever driven out to Coquitlam in the last little while knows it's a very fast-growing community and it continues to be. It's not like it's something that's been going on the last couple of years. It's been the last couple of decades uh, and it is an amazing place to live and it is growing very quickly and there's lots of pressure, of course, to continue building. Uh, Mayor Stewart joins us now uh, to talk a little bit about growth, not only in his community, but really the emphasis um, elected officials need to be placing in regards to developing and dealing with, of course, the housing challenges that are there. Richard Stewart is the mayor of Coquitlam. Mayor Stewart, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Jeff. Good to see you. Yeah, so tell me, uh, in regards to your position out in Coquitlam, um, how much pressure do you receive just in regards to development and particularly, you know, developers still wanting to build single-family homes? Well, we don't get that much, actually. Uh, Mm -hmm. We recognize that there's a market for single-family homes, but it's it, it really, we don't have the land anymore. This region is incredibly um, tightly bounded uh, to the west, of course, the Pacific Ocean, to the north, the mountains, to the east, the agricultural land of the valley, and to the south. There's a really big army that prevents our expansion southward. So we're left as a region uh, boxed in, which is actually a good thing. It allows us to build a compact region, not one like Calgary that keeps spreading out or Toronto that keeps spreading out the most American cities that have urban sprawl as their norm. Mm -hmm. We as a region have to contain the sprawl. And so this isn't necessarily a bad thing. We just have to recognize that the single family neighborhoods that I grew up in, um, they're just not going to be the future typical family neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get development proposals before you, are you getting mostly multifamily now instead of single family? Yes, our OCP was ad- uh, adapted when when we finally got word that SkyTrain was coming. We were able to adapt our OCP, our official community plans, to allow for high density and medium density around all the SkyTrain stations, which is uh, best pra- considered best practices for development. Um, uh, and on an urban planning basis, we are. We certainly see people buying up an older single family and tearing it down and building a great big new single family home. Um, But even most of those have two or even three uh, suites, um, only one of which is legal. Mm -hmm. And those kinds of things cause challenges. But the question that came up on Monday was, okay, we've got a, a remnant piece of land up on the northeast that has never been developed. It's really steeply graded. And the developer had said, well, really, the only thing that can fit here is single-family homes. And I acknowledge that that's all that fits there. But that really should be the anomaly. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be building those quarter-acre gross-density single-family home neighborhoods that we built all through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, We have to move on. We have to start contemplating the townhouse, perhaps, as being the new single-family home. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think, uh, you know, bringing in provincial legislation is required to uh, push for greater density or should, should that be left to uh, the municipalities? Uh, you know, there's the naughty and, and nice list that uh, we often refer to uh, that the province introduced. Um, do you think there ne- we need a greater push for the Victoria to, to, to get us there or do you think municipalities are able to handle that on their own? I absolutely think municipalities, well, we have the authority under the Local Government Act, under the Community Charter. That's 
our responsibility. And when the province steps in and, and takes over a municipal responsibility, they're really saying is that we can make better decisions in Victoria than you can make on me at City Hall in your community. I disagree with that. I don't agree with, um, you know, whether you're usurping a council's decision related to the RCMP or usurping a council decision related to anything. Our challenge, though, is that the current rules are also established by the province. And that means that we're relegated to whatever provincial limits uh, they have on how we fund infrastructure. Mm -hmm. If you build more, you're going to need bigger pipes. You're going to need um, road enhancements, uh, traffic uh, control devices. You're going to need parks. And this is multi-million dollar investments that have to be made in communities, some of which are very old neighborhoods, in order to make them accommodate the higher population that Metro Vancouver has to accommodate. We have to accommodate another million people in the next 20 years because they're coming. We can either not build for them, in which case our kids are kicked to Alberta or somewhere else, uh, or else we try to accommodate them. And that means we need the infrastructure. And we really look to the province to say, okay, stop with the heavy hand of, of government Uh, usurping our authority, why don't you uh, enable us uh, some more tools so that we can build the infrastructure needed to support the kind of density you expect us to build here. Do you ever see a time the suburbs, particularly your community, would have to do what Vancouver is doing, potentially four to six units on a single family lot? We do it now. You're doing it. Yeah, in Coquitlam, we uh, uh, adapted our, our building regulations almost a decade ago to allow in certain neighborhoods up to four single-family homes on a single-family lot. And they they worked out well. Our, there, there's challenges associated mostly with infrastructure, but they work well. And I don't think the province needs to come in and mandate it. I think it, they just need to come in with the tools that will allow us to do it better and have it be funded by development. Right now, our challenge is that so many of our amenities are funded by the existing residents, and that creates resentment because the existing residents, they think they've paid for all the amenities they have now, and their taxes are going up to pay for amenities for newcomers, and that creates tension. We need uh, perhaps a better mechanism to allow us to fund infrastructure improvements out of development Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in, in you don't have to get into the specifics of Vancouver policy, but I'm just curious that there's talk here in Vancouver of moving single-family lots or single-family homes to 2,400 square feet from 28, hoping that extra 400 square feet will convince people to make perhaps build build bigger uh, laneway, home, laneway homes, uh, which would mean a family could potentially live in them. Um, do you do that in Coquitlam as well, or and do you think that's the right way to go? We certainly have laneway homes and backyard housing um, solutions here in the suburbs, uh, and lots of communities do them. Um, we, we, we really need for the building code to catch up, for the provincial regulations to catch up, for us to be a little bit more um, efficient with the use of, uh, you know, how many sewer pipes do we need in order to accommodate four units on a lot? Should we be able to get it down to one sewer pipe? Those kinds of realities that every local government is facing. We don't necessarily need uh, the province to step in and order it. In fact, I I would be against it if that were to happen. I want the province to sit down with UBCM and say, Mm -hmm. what is it you need? Because those of us who are ready to try 
as best we can to accommodate the housing that's needed, um, you know, go ahead, make a naughty list, but don't don't put those of us who are working our butts off trying to get this done on the naughty list when our challenges are infrastructure. Um, let's solve the infrastructure challenges, and then uh, there will be no excuse for those communities that aren't on uh, on the same page as far as accommodating the growth we need to accommodate mm-hmm. so that the baby boomers can retire and have someone who's ready to pour them coffee. My final question to you, uh, just stepping away from housing, but it is related to housing. Uh, we had Ken Peacock on at the top of the hour, top of the show today, talk, he, talking about immigration and housing. Uh, he's the chief economist for the Business Council of British Columbia. Uh, we've had other segments, which we've called I'm pro-immigration, but, which is a phrase I hear a lot of these days, either on the show or privately, just out and about in my own network. Um, and Mr. Peacock today said that, look, in the last year, so the last four quarters, we've had 180,000 people move here. And there's a usual immigration, but about 110,000 of that is temporary foreign workers and students. But he says we've only built 43,000 homes in that time uh, in this province. Do you think we need to slow down immigration? And I say this as an immigrant because of the just the we're not able to build housing as fast as that it's required at this point to deal with the unprecedented amount of people moving to British Columbia. That's a challenge that I mention all the time. I want my kids to grow up and be able to thrive here in British Columbia like I did. I don't want them to move to Red Deer. Yeah. Um, and that's a, you know, we built, we last, last year, let's round the numbers. If 100,000 people moved here last year, we built enough housing for two-thirds of them and where did the rest of them go? Well, they actually outbid our children in many cases for the available housing. Mm-hmm. So I don't want the resentment against uh, immigrants. We desperately need the immigration. And there's so many people from around the world that are doing so many wonderful things to make our communities better. Our challenge is let's sit down as federal, provincial, local governments and work through the challenges. Uh, what is it about Portland cement that makes it so scarce right now? How do we get a better handle on the supply chain so that we can build better? How do we get skilled trades? I've talked to our MLA, Minister Robinson, who's uh, Minister Responsible for Skilled Trades. We need to work, and I, and I know she's on the task, uh, work on getting uh, ramping up the, the training so that the contractors don't have to go to foreign labor. Mm-hmm. They can actually have labor that's right here that is skilled and ready to do the job. Um, ultimately, it's let's sit down and talk together. Let's not uh, point fingers at each other, but let's recognize we need to build more housing. We need it now. What's the best solutions and what are the barriers? And let's solve them. Mayor Stewart, thank you so much for your time. Have yourself a wonderful uh, BC Day long weekend. And you. All the best to you. Have a great one.